ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good, here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 98. Tonight's episode is brought to you by 4411 Creative Agency. Good folks at 4411 provide custom marketing and flawless execution. Creative is their middle name. Head over to 4411creative.com to find out more. Well, the music front's been a bit quiet to start the year, so we are digging into some new TV series. Last week, we did Boba Fett. This week, we're looking at the first three episodes of Peacemaker. There will be spoilers, so go no further if you haven't watched yet. Joining me to discuss these episodes is none other than Metalhead Mundy. Step inside into his mind, it's boy band time, it's Metalhead Mundy. Welcome. What's going on, Steve? Well, I just finished five minutes ago, so it's all <laughs> fresh, right up there in the noggin. And uh, we for watched those of you uh, listening, we have not discussed this yet, so we have no idea no. how each other feel about it. Yep, not even on text. We normally, well, I the extent of that was in the text thread. I was like, you know, the uh, the opening credits. I was like, holy crap, that was amazing, but. <laughs> so ridiculous and amazing i want to watch it every time it's not i didn't but i want to i think that they a lot of shows do some amazing opening i always love the daredevil opening so every episode i watch that oh, yeah. whole thing wheel of time has a beautiful opening that i like to watch and again i watch this one too because it is just too funny I have the music from the opening of Daredevil on my instrumental playlist. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. But I like that they take time to put that much into a show because it's really kind of throwaway for a lot of people because I'm sure a lot of yeah. people put, pick to skip intro and go straight to the content. So I like right. that. Well, I don't even know where we start. There's so much to unpack with this show. Well, I'd say you start with Suicide Squad. I mean, you've watched that and John Cena's Peacemaker was that character. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how long it's been around, but it started out as a Charlton Comics mm -hmm. character along with Blue Beetle, The Question, mm -hmm. Captain Adam, several others. And then when Charlton folded, DC bought him up and folded them all into their universe, so... And I will say, before I watched this show, I went back and there was a Peacemaker four-issue miniseries from DC in like 1987. And I read that and it was a bit of a chore because, wow, as written by Paul Kupperberg and it is verbose. It is, I mean, <laughs> holy cow. It, I've never seen... So many words in a comic book it is insane. Who did the art? Uh, I think his name was Todd Smith. No one I'd really heard of, and it was not great. It was kind of generic 80s work. But so I haven't this, read that. So would you say the character is probably totally different from the version we're getting now? Yeah, uh, it's much more serious. They tried to play it serious and a little dark. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the First big difference is in the comic, his father is an actual Nazi, <laughs> not the white dragon neo-Nazi guy. 
which you know time wise you know you're adjusting for time that that makes sense yeah i really like that part of the show yeah and robert patrick's <clears throat> always good he's he's awesome but um uh <laughs> yeah it, it's he he's kind of they play him more crazy like he's constantly talking to his dead nazi father like he's there with him and his his this i don't know what you call it this memory of his father's constantly berating him and telling him he's not good enough and all you know pushing him to kill more and this and that and well, that's pretty accurate yeah <laughs> Some of the short scenes we had of them together yeah that that they did yes when they are together i mean he's his father augie smith is uh kind of uh yeah he's always on his butt and telling him you know he's not good enough and whatever in his own special way <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> but yeah but they play it's they play him a lot more crazy in the in the comics in that comic anyway and that one that came out of his appearances somewhere else i don't remember where it said but that was after he was in some other book it was not the Suicide Squad, I don't think. I think it was uh, Vigilante. He was actually in nope. a couple of issues of the Vigilante comic, and then they gave him this mini series. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, well, those two parts seem to be pretty on point. Um, he's definitely not a serious character. He's pretty much a buffoon. Yeah. In the series. Yeah. Uh, it's played it for like, a lot more com. They play for a mm-hmm. lot more comedy, which is you know, I mean, that's sticking with James Gunn, like the Guardians and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely comes straight from Suicide Squad movie. I mean, the yeah, the comedy is spot on. Mm-hmm. So if you like that, I think you're definitely going to like this show. Um, and I think we do get a little character growth towards the end for him. I mean, I, I know we're still going to get the comedy, but there certainly right. was some change he's definitely a dynamic character i think by yeah the end of episode three uh so yeah i liked uh how they rolled some of the uh characters from the suicide squad into this like steve Agee's character is great he's steve Agee's really funny and I, I enjoyed his character in the movie so i was glad they rolled him over and the uh, uh emilia harcourt character mm-hmm. um she's pretty intense and we get a few new faces. I was happy to see Danielle Brooks pop up as Leota. I really, really liked her in Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Um, she's a great actress. I'm not thrilled that they made her Waller's daughter, but whatever. See, I um, think depending on how that goes, I think that could be really interesting because you get a lot of sense when they're talking. They're, they're yeah. constantly bashing Waller right in front of her and you can see her kind of taking it all in. So I wonder where yeah. it's going to go. There's going to, I bet there's going to be some payoff at some point. Uh, right. I hope there is. Yeah. So, but I, I kind of uh, like that. Yeah. And I like the, um, the, the cops, the two cops. Um, mm-hmm. They're, that's kind of fun how they're kind of working it on their end. And that, the guy, um, uh, what's his name? Lachlan Monroe, the guy that plays the Fitzgibbon cop character. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen him in other stuff, and I, he's usually pretty good. Um, but yeah, and the, 
some of the other characters are a bit of a trip. I, I don't love how they're doing uh, Vigilante. Uh, it, I mean, it's fun and it, it works with this show. Like, it's not terrible. But coming from being a fan of that character in the comics, it's so, so, so different. Because, yeah, uh, I you think know, they're... that. They're probably getting away with it because most of the people who are watching this probably do not read comics, and so they have no clue right. who Vigilante is or yes. what kind of a character yeah. he is. So, yeah, the hardcore people are going to probably not enjoy how goofy and yeah um, silly that character is. Yeah, in the comics, I mean, he's very much like a, a Punisher archetype. He's, you know, Adrian Chase was, a, I believe he was a DA, and uh, he was... He, he just kept seeing all of these criminals he's trying to prosecute, you know, get away with everything. And so he just put on a mask and a costume and started killing them. <laughs> and uh, he, he had, I think there was like, I don't recall exactly, but I'm pretty sure like he ended up having like his own mental issues and his series ended with uh, him committing suicide. So it's, it's pretty dark and violent and whatever. And, this show is very violent, but it is not very dark. And they're kind no, of no. playing when him. When he is just mercilessly killing people, he's humming. Yeah. It's so lighthearted yeah. as he's blowing yeah. them away. Right. Um, but, I mean, I guess in that part you get that he is a cold-blooded killer. Because before right. that we get silly conversations. They're beating yeah. up uh, appliances in the woods, which was a great scene. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I like that he stepped in there. And that was, I think, a big character moment for Peacemaker as well where he yeah. stops and he's unable to shoot because it looks like a kid. Yes. And we know it's right. clearly not a kid. Yeah. But like I said, that character, they changed it a lot, but I, I mean, I'm not hating it. it. It works for the show. It's, it's fine. You know, it's not going to keep me from watching it or hating the show or whatever. So a question I had for you, it's clearly funny. Some of the gags are fantastic. The banter is great. Was there ever a time when you're watching these three episodes where you felt like, it was too much? Mm, no, not really. I think mostly because it came out of the Suicide Squad movie. And I mean, that's it. it it's, I laughed my ass off watching that movie and it's hilarious. And I feel like this very much has the same feel. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I didn't, not, nothing really bothered me about it. Yeah. I can't, there's nothing I put my finger on. I think it's because I watched them back to back or whatever. It just seemed like every every conversation that was silly, action. Conversation that's silly, action. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it just felt like it was kind of over the top at some points. Um, yeah. But when the when the dialogue was really clever and the mm -hmm. banter was fantastic, it was gold for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't really, I can't really pin it, pinpoint any particular scene that that drove me angry or whatever but it was just something every once in a while i felt like maybe a little serious here and there would be good <laughs> yeah <clears throat> well i like uh it, it was like when mostly when they give uh peacemaker scenes one-on-one -on -one with the other members of the team mm -hmm. or whoever anyone really like it would try to get serious mm -hmm. and then go jokey and then yeah. like you, you're starting to get a feel like, Oh, we're going to get something here, some character development. And then mm -hmm. it would just get jokey. Yeah. And which, I mean, you know, like I said, it's, that's the vibe of the show. So it, as long as it's 
good and well written and well performed i'm i'm fine with it which it is so i you know i can't fault them for doing what they're doing yeah and john cena is brilliant i mean he plays silly so straight that he's just fantastic every line that he delivers is so good and you just feel like even though he's a buffoon that he's so genuine I don't know how he does yes. it, but yeah, he is absolutely fantastic in this. He's carrying it for sure. Yeah, he's great. And I, like I said, I, the scene you really see that in the scenes I'm talking about when he's one on one with the other folks, you know. And I mean, with when he's with the full team, and after he got like attacked by <laughs> attacked by that woman uh, <laughs> that he picked up and whatever, or picked him up. And, uh, you know, he's with the whole team and Steve Agee's character is sewing him up and he just, <laughs> he just constantly rags on, calls dye him beard. Dye beard. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, the one, like the scene in the bar with, um, oh gosh, I forgot her name already with, uh, Harcourt and the scenes, you know, with, with him and his dad and, um, even the scene with uh, when he's at home, when he gets back to his place and he's like kind of crying and stuff and, <laughs> and vigilantes in the window. He's like, uh, dude, are you OK? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it's pretty good. Yeah. And, and it, we have we have failed to mention the best character in the show, which is, of course, Eagly. <laughs> Eagly gives him a hug. That's so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Um, I, I, I just, yeah. And then what do you call your dog? Doggy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, again with the stupidity, but um, yeah. And then there, I love that they they play up the eagle and how majestic it is because they're in the woods smashing up all of the appliances, and then they have this shot from below of the two, and there's Eagly swooping over the top of them. Yeah, it's so amazing. <laughs> but my favorite characters are the two, they're almost throwaway characters, she returns, but is it the Contreras? I can't think of their name, the, the people he kidnaps. The argument that they have while being tied up over music, over um, Cinderella oh, yeah. and Coldplay yeah. and Foster the People, I thought that scene was so good. Um, it's, that song's um, about murder, and you're murdering me. <laughs> is it her name, is it Amber? Her name's Amber. Yeah, Amber so. and Evan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I've good. I've seen her in other stuff too. I think I feel like I've seen her in several things. But yeah, that's that was funny, and yeah, <laughs> she's totally they're like totally flirting while they're being tied up, and the husband is like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty good. Goodness gracious! So, I guess. At some point, if you're going to, I don't know how many, do you know how many uh, episodes this is? Uh, I don't. I'm actually on IMDb here. I can look that up. So look that up. So I'm thinking, you know, the gags are fantastic. Comedy is absolutely fantastic. But at some point, there has to be the story that will pull us along enough. How do you feel yeah. about the con? We know what butterflies are now. I mean, I think we've established yes. at least enough yeah. to know. Yeah. So what do you think of that story? You think it's enough to bind all this together? Um, yeah, I think so. It feel, felt like we, you know, wasn't sure exactly where we were going with the butterfly thing. And then 
you know, they destroyed that dude's face and the little thing came out. Obviously, that's an alien or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as we find out what that is, I'm sure that will it'll, you know, come together and make more sense. And uh, according to IMDb, there will be eight episodes. Eight, okay. So yeah, got five more to go. We got a lot of uh, butterflies to kill if you saw that uh, map at the end as they were populating all yes. over the world. It was yeah. pretty intense. I would like to see more Amanda Waller. I hope she's going to be in a few more episodes. I think that adds a lot of weight because she's so calculated and conniving. Yeah. Um, and having her daughter there, I think that would provide that dynamic even more. And make yeah. it, um, I'm sure she will be in it more. I don't know how much, but yeah, as her daughter's like, I feel like there might, that might lead to some kind of confrontation of some kind. I'm not sure what yet, if whether it's between uh, Waller and her daughter or her daughter and the rest of the team, you know, her standing up for her mom or I, I don't know, that's going to lead to some kind of dynamic going on. I could there. see her at this point creating the bond with her current team and then yes. at some point going against her mother. That's kind of where I'm leaning to, but yeah, uh, you never know. Yeah, which I think by the end of three, I think you do start to get the sense that the team is coming together, even though it's mostly been ripping on each other and arguing. Yeah. And it, it kind of feels like that dysfunctional family that is coming together. And um, I like, I, I thought the addition, the way they brought Vigilante in was pretty cool. Um, him hiding behind the, the trash bin and then sort of yeah. inserting himself into the team. So I think moving forward, having him there a lot more is going to be cool. Um, yeah, trash can guy. Yes, and then uh, what? <laughs> oh, what is uh, Ag's name on the show? It's got a long last name. So it's Economist. No, Economist. Yeah. When he John, I think it's John. John Economist. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets the tire iron out and takes care of Judo Master, and then stands over him dancing. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, which Judo Master? I did not know who that was going to end up being. I did not see that beforehand. So when they said that, I was like, oh, wow. Because <laughs> I have, I really don't have much reference for that character other Same. than seeing him in the old Who's Who comics, mm-hmm. you know? Like, oh, Judo Master, okay. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> All right. But yeah, was, I thought it was hilarious that they're, Kit making fun of how small he was and he just destroyed them all. <laughs> he was beating him up with hot Cheetos. <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah. You, it's tough to, I would just imagine as you're writing some of this, not knowing how it's going to fly because it just, yeah. it's got to seem so ludicrous on paper. Yeah. And, and yet somehow it works. Well, I don't feel like so far we're any more you know, out there than the movie was. And that, mm-hmm. and that, that movie, I feel like they kind of just let James Gunn loose a little bit more than, you know, on guardians. Cause guardians is great. It's a really good story. It's, uh, it's funny, you know, he, he, it looks wonderful, but I, I feel like on suicide squad. And then with this, they just let him go. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty great. Well, I think, yeah, I think D- DC gave him full reign because yeah. they needed to bring in some funny. They had been hit on social media for so long for being so dark. Yeah. And I, I think 
some of the criticisms a little harsh because I did enjoy at least parts or some of those movies. But yeah, um, yeah, I think they this was a reaction to that. Just go do what you do, make them fun, and I think it's paying off for them right now. I, I haven't looked at viewership for this yet, but I imagine it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, it, talking about James Gunn, it makes me wonder where his brother's going to pop up because he's he always pops up somewhere in his stuff. Who's he his was in Sean Gunn. Oh, I don't know. Do tell. Uh, he, he, oh man, let's see. Okay, so he was one of what was uh, Yondu's group called? Was, oh. was the Ravagers? Uh, is that right? That's not right, is it? That Ravagers, that's that's I think that's, that's a DC property, or yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, but he was in Yondu's gang. Um, he also, Sean Gunn, did, uh, when they were filming, he did the uh, like acting on set for Rocket. Oh. <clears throat> um, you mean they, they put all the stuff on him, the motion stuff yes. on him, and he acted? Yeah, and then scenes. replaced okay. him with the CG character, yeah. Um, gotcha. Like Steve Agee, I think, did that in Suicide Squad for King Shark. Ah, I didn't I think realize he, that. I believe he was on set as King Shark for for that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Sean Gunn. Anytime James Gunn does anything, Sean Gunn is usually in it. And he he was in the Suicide Squad movie, but I don't very very minor part. Gotcha. He, he maybe had like one or two lines, and I don't remember who he was. So I don't know if he'll show up in this or if they'll just as a different character or, or what, but yeah, it's funny. You should look, look that up. He's, he's really, he's actually pretty funny. He was I, actually Sean Gunn. Okay. Did you watch uh, Gilmore girls? I did not. I've heard amazing things about it, but I have not seen it. Okay. Well, he was in that for, he was one of the townspeople in that, but yeah, he's been around for a while, but anytime James does something, he usually shows up. Cool. Well, do we have any last comments, or do we want to rate this first three episodes? I I, I really enjoyed it. I it, I enjoyed this as much as I did the Suicide Squad movie. I really I had no expectations for that movie, and I thought it was hilarious. I enjoyed every minute of it. I, I liked the story. The characters were great, and this. Even some of the stuff they played for laughs was like, oh, that's, that's, yeah, all right. <laughs> little edgy and dark, mm-hmm. and little dark humor. Not for the kids. But, uh, yeah, no, not at all, which is, that's fine with me. I, I have no problem with that stuff. And they're, they seem to be continuing that with this series. So that's, yeah, I'm enjoying it and I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, same. It, it's just weird trying to think of how you talk about a show like this because it's very simple. I mean, they have a, yeah. this is what we're doing. We're going to get to kill these people. And then it's just pure comedy bits all around every episode. So to really break it down, you just be talking about little comedy yeah. bits. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they, this butterfly thing, I don't know if that will complicate that or if they will be able to just kind of keep that as simple as they can. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think the formula works keeping it simple. I don't think you need to overly complicate things. Yeah. Especially with a character who is so straightforward and simple. 
Yeah. Um, when you start getting into aliens and all that stuff, and I mean, he's basically just a kind of train soldier killer type guy, you know, it's sometimes it's, you have a simple character like that and a complex premise and it mm-hmm. sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Well, and I think too, I guess one thing that we, we sort of brought up and mentioned, but when will his father and his little neo-Nazi group, I, I assume he'll get out at some point and he will become a problem. Yeah, so, I really want to see where that's going. Uh, we did not mention uh, his armory. Yes. Which, oh, holy the closet. Crap. What? Yeah, it's like a in, interdimensional giant. I don't walk-in closet armory thing. I don't. That was that was weird. <laughs> I'd kind of like to know more about that. Yeah, because it's it looks like it goes on forever. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that brings up too the helmet that he took with the uh, blast that he used mm-hmm. to kill the first butterfly. That was interesting. Yes, in the comic, he actually he doesn't have different helmets, but his helmet does have uh, stuff like that built into it, like sonic blasts, and he, I don't know helps him fly or something. I, I don't know, but yeah, in in this in the show, obviously there are several different helmets. So. Yeah. I'm surprised his dad was so willing to give him one. Yeah. Unless he's got something going on behind the scenes. As much as he seems to hate love him. He's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the scenes with him and the two police officers where he's just so racist that it's out of control. (laughs) Were like I think that's one where you were talking about where it's funny, but damn is it edgy. You know, he's he goes after her. And um, well, I, I don't know. I Edgy, I don't know if I would use that word to describe that. It's edgy in the sense that it is very racist, which mm-hmm. in, you know, in 2022 is kind of like we all are kind of like, ooh, uh, can you say that? But I mean, they're playing it. That is who his character is. He is a mm-hmm. white supremacist piece of garbage. So that's that's who he is. Yeah, I agree. I just think people get too hurt these days about those kind of things, even though it's portraying a person who's bad and you right. portray them that way. And right. it, clearly by the end, we find out he's the dragon. And it's like, oh, okay. Now it all makes yeah. sense. And we got all the Hitlers over there. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> great character. I can't wait to see where he goes. Um, so I would rate this out of five so far. I would say at least a four, just because I was so entertained the whole way. And I was sitting in my living room and everybody else was watching something else. And I had it on my laptop with headphones in. <laughs> They'd look over at me and I would just be dying laughing. And they're like, <laughs> what? Or then my wife would look over and see the screen like, what is that? And I would try to explain it to everybody. And they were giving me looks. So maybe it's not yeah. for everyone. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it is, it is very good. And I can't wait to continue on and, and see where this yeah. goes. Yeah, I, I, that was uh, my wife. Absolutely. She did not love the movie. And I did. I, I loved it. She did not. And uh, she basically, I think, was in the it's just over the top and ridiculous kind of camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, but she did say she wanted to watch this because it just kind of continues that story. And she you know, felt like she wanted to keep up with it or whatever. So we did watch it together. But Again, I enjoyed it way more than she did, I think. And uh, I, I would probably be right there with you on a, on a four. Yeah, and kind of interested to see where it's all going. I remember the part now. He was driving down the road with the eagle in his car. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then when I told her its name was Eagly, I think she rolled her eyes and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, that's part of the gag, right? Yep. What else would he name his eagle? Yeah. But Eagly. And that car. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Uh, and another great gag with um, what's his name attaching the registration accidentally to his father. Oh, I, that <laughs> so, was no accident. He did that very intentionally, and it was just really stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. And always, um, I'm assuming Mern is not dead. Maybe he's um, just injured because you couldn't tell because the blast, he's still down when they go into the basement. Well, they stopped and checked on him. And he like he was laying on his back, and he just kind of oh, I missed that. Those. Yeah. Oh, okay. He I was laying he was... there on the floor on his back, right. and they they checked on him before they went down. And he just kind of looked at him and went like that. Oh, I thought he was the... okay. I thought he was unconscious. <clears throat> nope. He gave him a thumbs up, but he didn't really say anything. Yeah, that would and that would have been too early, I think, to take a character like him out. So I'm glad he's not. Yeah. Well, all right. So uh, next episode drops is it on Thursday. I think so. So as we move forward and we get back into more music, maybe we can set aside five to ten minutes on each podcast just to update the episodes as they come out. We could talk a little bit about Boba Fett, where it's gone, and yeah. uh, Peacemaker, where it's gone. Shouldn't take us yeah. long, but at least we can finish that up. We only have five more episodes to go, so I'm kind of excited to do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Well, until they listen to this and then the next one, where can they find you on social media? Uh, just find me on Instagram at Metalhead Monday. That's M-U-N-D-Y. Fantastic. And I sent you something on Instagram. It's the Headbanger Challenge. Have you watched it yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Is it the one where it try not to headbang? Yes. <laughs> they play these yeah, great I riffs. Saw, <laughs> I saw some dude doing that, and it was like, you know, he it was like the second song in, and he was like, and then he went through and watched like this whole twenty five minute thing, and he was like, "There's no way I was not going to do it." Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, "Why did you even do it then?" Uh, but they do pick some great songs to try not yes. to bob your head to. So. Yeah, holy cow, some monster riffs. Yep. <laughs> All right, and I'm Foggy's pal. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And you can find album, movie, TV, and comics reviews at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. We will see you next week for episode 99. We are closing in on 100. Yeah. Until then, everybody, bye now. Bye.